Friends, good morning. We should try that again. Good morning. My name is Sarah R., and I'm the associate pastor for youth and young adults here. And my name is Maggie Johnson, and I'm the director of youth ministry here at Preston Hollow. And we are two-thirds of the staff team, along with our friend and colleague, Zach White-Wells. And it is our absolute joy to welcome you to Youth Sunday today. You all may be aware, but Youth Sunday is the one day of the year where our teenagers lead all four worship services, count them, four, they lead music, they preach, they bring the word, and typically that has happened in the past in May as a standalone kind of offshoot service. However, this year the staff decided to invite the youth to speak during one of our sermon series because we want to hear what they have to say about some of these important matters. So today we are delighted to welcome you to this service. If you knew it was Youth Sunday and you came for that reason, then we love you and we're glad to see you. If you had no idea and this is a joyful surprise, then I cannot wait for you to hear what they have to say. So today's service is unique in many ways. Our youth have studied several scripture passages and finally chose to, to share the story of the paralytic man. The band and the choir have prepared music our seniors have written reflections to share, and all of the liturgy that you hear today stems from the words and prayers and reflections of the youth themselves. Their fingerprints are all over this service, and we hope you notice that. We have over 50 7th through 12th graders helping lead a worship service today, so know that you are just seeing a part of this process, and we're glad to share it with you. With that said, I would love to invite you all to grab the friendship pad at the end of your pew and to sign your name and to pass it down the row so that you might greet your neighbor by name later on in the service. I also invite you to take note of the prayer and connect cards. They are there for your use. So without further ado, I'd like to invite Caroline and Kate up here to present our theme to you. We often ask, is it just me? Am I the only one? Am I the only one who cries during a cute TV commercial? Am I the only one who can't keep a plant alive? Am I the only one who always sings the wrong words? Am I the only one who could eat tacos three meals a day? Is it just me or am I the only one who still writes in cursive? Or who plays Christmas music before Thanksgiving? Am I the only one who worries too much? Who sits down for one episode and watches a season? Who imagines the worst case scenario far too often? Who thinks hair ties and socks disappear on their own? Is it just me or am I the only one who is struggling with change? Who struggles to pray? Who struggles to sleep? Who struggles to see the glass half full? Am I the only one who wants to ask for help but doesn't know how? Or who wants to offer help but doesn't know where to begin? Are we the only ones or do you feel that way too? We thought you might. There are a lot of things that we do don't talk about in this world, but help should not be one of them. So today, we are reading the story of the paralytic man whose friends carried him to Jesus. Through this story of help offered and help received, we're shining a light on the sacredness associated with asking for help and offering help. So if you've ever wondered, is it just me, or am I the only one? No, in this space, you are not alone. Tacos are delicious. Socks do disappear, and helping others is never as easy as it seems. But fortunately for us, God is here, and we are not alone. This is holy ground, 
which means we carry each other's mats. So today, we're talking about asking for help and wanting to help. With that in mind, let us worship holy God. Friends and family of faith, please join me in the call to worship printed in your bulletin. God of all, we see you in random acts of kindness. We the love of our friends and family. We believe in you when strangers offer a helping hand. And we long for you when the road gets tough. 
So be with us now in this hour of worship. Open the doors to our hearts and make yourself at home here. With great joy, let us worship Holy God. that we are alone in our struggles, wondering to ourselves, is it just me? However, when we pray the prayer of confession with one voice, we are reminded that we walk this road together. We are not alone. So let us be honest with ourselves and speak out loud what it is that holds us back. Let us pray together. Gracious God, we admit that time and time again, we find ourselves needing bringing our pain to you, we often keep it to ourselves. We worry what others will think. We are scared of being judged or showing weakness. We are embarrassed. Forgive us for shortchanging our friends and shortchanging you. Forgive us for wanting to be people that 
offer help, but refusing to be people that might need help. Teach us how to be both. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Family of faith, we often ask, is it just me? But it never is. Look around. This is community. This is holy ground. Each day is a fresh start, and each breath a prayer. We are loved. God is here in this space, and hope overflows here. So hear and believe the good news of the gospel. We are saved by grace through faith. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. One of the truths of faith is that we cannot do it alone. We need mentors and Sunday school teachers. We need warm faces that greet us at the door and welcome us home. We need friends to help us carry our mat when we cannot do it so for ourselves. We need community. So may we celebrate this sacred space by taking a moment to look to one another in the eye, to hug, to shake hands, and to share the peace of Christ. The peace of Christ be with you.
As we prepare to hear scripture read out loud, I invite you to pray with me. Let us center our heart now. Holy God, there, there are so many things we want to be. We, we want to be supporting siblings and helpful sons and daughters. We want to be the type of friends that lift one another up. And we want to be the church that feels like a family. Where however, in order to be those people, we know that we must start with you and your word to us. So open your ears to hear your message to us in scripture. Send us speak to us, remove all um, distractions. We are listening, amen. Our scripture passage for today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Listen now from a message from God. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in front of the door, and he was speaking the word to them. Then some people came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does, why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once, Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves. And he said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up and take your mat and walk, but so that you may know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Stand up, take your mat, and go, and go to your home. And he stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello. My name is Lindsay Maxwell, and I'm a senior. I started attending Green Hill School my freshman year, and I will be attending and playing Division I lacrosse at Vanderbilt University this fall. My family moved to Dallas from Allen in my sophomore year so I could spend more time on my schoolwork, athletic commitments, and relationships with new friends. Though it felt like I had it all, there was one thing that was missing from my life, and I couldn't quite put a finger on it. That is, until I started attending Preston Hollow at the beginning of my junior year. Though I've only been here for a year and a half, I've been able to participate in many youth events like going to Montree Mo Ranch as well as attending weekly worship in the house services and Bible study on Wednesday nights. Also, I've been able to be a volunteer at Vacation Bible School, which was a great experience to meet more of the church community this past summer. Today's message is on relationships and how we depend on them to bring us closer to God. The scripture of Jesus healing the paralytic man whose friends helped carry him to the roof is a very relatable story for all of us. We have all been helped and have helped others. When reading this passage, I noticed there was a part missing from the scripture many people don't talk about. The Bible never directly states that the paralytic man requested help from his friends. 
However, it points out that his friends were willing to help him whether he asked for it or not. There are many times when we are afraid to ask for help because we are scared of rejection or don't want to seem weak. Often, we aren't even aware we need help. It can be others helping us that make us realize how much we actually need. I believe God places people in our lives who show the parts of ourselves that need assistance we can't realize alone. For me, God placed the Preston Hollow Youth Group in my life to help me truly understand what I was missing. When I started attending Preston Hollow with my family, it took me a while to start going to youth events because I was scared to put myself out there and be vulnerable with other people I didn't know very well. However, this all changed when I attended my first youth retreat at the Montreat Youth Conference this past summer. I spent one of the best weeks of my life worshiping in devotionals, climbing mountains, walking in streams, and playing frisbee on roofs, which I now understand how much of a safety concern that is. Sorry, Sarah and Maggie. <laughs> While all of these were fun activities, the best part of, to all of them was that I was alongside my fellow youth members. I remember the exact time I felt at home with this tight-knit group when we were there. We were sitting on the dusty wooden floor of a screened-in porch in the house we had rented for the trip. In a circle, covered in sweatshirts and blankets, we sang beautiful songs complimented by Zach's guitar for our nightly devotional. This is where I experienced true community. Here we were, high schoolers of different grades and schools with our own interests and dreams, together worshiping the amazement of God's creation of people and nature. It was in that moment that I realized these people were helping me with more than they ever could know, filling something in me I never knew was empty. In this youth group, I have made friendships I can rely on and cherish. Along with peers my age, I've been mentored by some of the most incredible and wise beyond their years, young adults who inspire me every day. The youth group were the friends that picked me up and placed me in a position to be closer to God and my Christianity than I could have ever gotten to by myself. I was too fearful to ask for guidance, but they weren't scared to help me reach that realization at all. I think that's an amazing thing about this church. We can pick each other up and carry each other even through the hard times, even if we are too scared to ask for help. I've seen what this church has done in times of crisis. When the tornado hit this past fall, we were quick to drive the Holy Roller golf carts through nearby neighborhoods to give out coffee and offer assistance to victims and their families. Now, I know there probably wasn't anyone who specifically asked the Preston Hollow community to give them coffee the morning after, but that's what communities do for each other. They show up day after day, just like the Paralytic Command's friends, whether they were asked to or not, and there's something truly amazing in that. Even when you feel down and alone, there's always someone willing to stretch out a hand and pick you up. Sometimes, I think God is at work in our lives, even though we don't realize it. It can be the hug initiated from a friend, a joke someone tells to lighten your mood, or even the person in front of you paying for your order in a drive-thru. God isn't working the people that offer assistance, even when we may not ask or need it. God wasn't work for the friends that were determined to make their paralyzed friends' life better, no matter how challenging that was. So... Preston Hollow, my charge for you is to look for those people in your life. Look for people who want to carry your mat, for the people who want to bring you closer to God. And then be those people in others' lives. Look for ways to lift others up, because you might make more of an impact than you could ever know. These, the kids before you leading worship today were those people for me. They welcomed me in, and I'm better for it. You never know what small things you can do for someone that can mean everything to them. Thank you. Giggy, and I'm a senior at Highland Park High School. I've had
had the privilege of growing up in this church my whole life and can honestly say that this is one of the places I will miss the most when I leave this school next year. The youth house has quickly become my home and the opportunities we experience are incredible. Personally, I've been to Montreat many times, Mo Ranch more than I can remember, and recently spent this past summer in Scotland and Ireland on my favorite trip yet. I continue to participate in multiple aspects of our youth house, and I'm so thankful to be with you all today. So that was roughly four to five sentences about myself, which is about four or five more sentences than the text provides us about this paralyzed man. In fact, he literally does not have a name. He is forever known as the paralyzed man throughout all 12 verses. We also don't know about any relationships he had. We don't know if these were friends from his childhood. We don't know if he had siblings that they bought. We don't know if he knew the owner of the house they were visiting that day. What I'm trying to say is the fact that we know so little about this character allows us to imagine ourselves in his shoes. I've heard people mention this before, in fact, that sometimes when characters in scripture go unnamed, it allows us to write our own name. Picture yourself as the paralyzed man. What keeps you on the map? What is that one immense burden that keeps weighing you down? Is it working too much? Is it fear of failure? Fear of change, maybe? Want to know what I'm always paralyzed by? Helping others more than helping myself. Although I recently had an experience that reminded me of how to wrestle with that. A couple weeks ago, I was digging around in my back house and found a box of old children's books that my parents would read to me before bed each night. I quickly ripped apart the cardboard covers and began taking a trip down memory lane. As I shuffled through all the classic titles, one book caught my eye. It's called Have You Filled a Bucket Today? and describes the idea that we all have invisible buckets that we carry in our day-to-day -day life. This book taught me a long time ago that we all deserve care and we all deserve help. However, it's easy to forget that. It's easy to give without receiving or give until your bucket is empty. In fact, over the holidays, my sister was debating on going on a Christmas trip with her friends. In the end, she stayed in town, but it was because she wanted to spend time with me. It was a small and simple gesture, but it reminded me just how much I was empty. Friends, this text is so holy and reminds us that helping is holy too. However, I also think this text reminds us that Jesus wants a full and healthy life for all of us, which means even we deserve to receive help or be the ones who benefit from helping at times. This story is a story of a man who received help. So church, remember this. It's not only good and right to give help, it is good and right to receive help. So when your bucket starts to run out, you think you have no one left to turn to, don't hesitate to ask for help. The church is here. You are not alone. Amen. Good morning. My name is Lizzie Byram, and I am a senior in the PHP 
attend Richardson High School where I participate in theater and choir. I have been a member of the PHPC family before I could remember. I have attended countless mission trips, lock-ins, and summer trips like Montre and Mo Ranch. I love Preston Hollow with all my heart, and I am so thankful to be speaking before you today. One thing that you should know about me is that I love movies. My favorite movie franchise that I hold very near and dear to my heart is Star Wars. These movies present an intricate and equally beautiful storyline told through generations. Sound familiar? Most people love the Star Wars movies because they have incredible CGI or big fight scenes. But I love these movies because of the unwavering friendship that the characters have for each other. No matter where they are and what they're doing, they always put others first. In episode five, The Empire Strikes Back, Luke drops everything and flies halfway around the galaxy to save his friends. That is what true friendship is, putting others first and doing everything in your power to help them. When I read Mark II for the first time, I immediately thought about how incredibly lucky the paralytic man was to have such amazing friends. His friends loved and cared for him so much that they broke into a random person's house, vandalized a roof, and hauled their friend inside so that he could lay before Jesus. How did they get him on the roof? How long had they been planning to get their friend in front of Jesus? How long did they sit by their paralyzed friend and care for him with everything they had? I think that we all deserve friends like that. Imagine being paralyzed. Would your friends risk everything to help you? I think what is so interesting about this story is that it almost goes against human nature. I think that it is human nature to give up when things get tough. But these friends never gave up. Like in Star Wars, they consistently chose each other. They didn't turn their backs on their friend when he needed them the most. A couple years ago, things in the church changed drastically. It started with our wonderful Matthew Ruffner coming in, and then our youth leaders leaving. For those who know me, know that I'm a stickler for change and have a hard time adjusting to new things. So when all these things started happening, I shut down. I didn't want to change. And I was intimidated by what came next. So I left the church for a little while. I lost my faith a little bit and came up with ridiculous excuses not to come to church. But after about three months of taking my break, my good friend, Bill Burnett, who has been a volunteer in the youth house for years, texted me. He told me that he missed me and that church wasn't the same without me there. He told me that we had this amazing new youth pastor who had turned out to be one of the best people in my life and that I should come back to church. He told me that he loved me and that no matter what my decision was, he would still check up on me. As you can tell, I came back. Bill still texts me every week to ask me how my week is, and he reminds me that he loves me. We cannot do faith alone. We can't do life alone. Being a good friend to others is incredibly important. When the paralytic man was laid before him, Jesus was so moved by the strength and undying love that the friend showed, that he healed him with no consequence. 
I challenge us all to be like those friends. Whether you fly across the galaxy for them, lower them through a roof, and lay them in front of Jesus so that they can be healed, or even just text them to remind them that they are loved, be those friends. That's what God intended. Having heard the word, read, and proclaimed, it is our tradition to affirm our faith as a community. The affirmation of faith printed in the bulletin today was written by our senior high during their fall retreat at Mo Ranch. I invite you to stand and read with me. Church, what is it that we believe? I believe that I am loved. I believe that God created us to love one another. I believe that we should lift one another up instead of competing. I believe in giving the microphone. I believe in running to God when it gets dark out. I believe in the power of friendship. I believe that we were made to love one another. I believe that kindness goes a long way. I believe that being yourself is the best thing you can be. I believe in encouraging others. I believe that actions speak louder than words. I believe that from time to time, we all need help. And I believe that from time to time, we all have help to give. So until God's promise day, we promise to do our best. We promise to keep showing up. We promise to live with compassion and empathy. We promise to work hard. We promise to love deeply. We promise to open the doors wide. And we promise to extend a hand. Let it be so.
Please be seated. It is our tradition at Preston Hollow to lift up joys and concerns before we pray. So I invite you to take a look at the back of the bulletin to see some of the prayer requests from our community. In addition to that, we lift up the work and generosity of the men's breakfast who recently donated the money to build a well in Uganda that benefits 150 households. Thanks to God for that ministry. With that said, please join me in prayer. Faithful God, we know that you are all loving, so today we bring to you our deepest prayers, trusting that you can hear them. Today we remember the paralytic man and pray for all those who have needed help. We pray for those who live in poverty and ask that they might find rest. We pray for those who are hungry and homeless and ask that they might find comfort. We pray for those who are sick and ask that you might ease their pain. We pray for all who struggle with mental illness and ask that they might know peace. And we could go on, God. We could talk about addiction and loneliness, work and Sabbath. We could talk about the fear of not being enough or low self-esteem. We could talk about others or we could talk about ourselves, for we all need help. So today, we just ask that you would be with us. Be with all people who need help. Bring your healing hand quickly. And as we remember the paralytic man and all who need help, we also remember his friends and all who offer help. So today, we thank you for all the people who have been there for us. Thank you for parents and grandparents who taught us what love looks like. Thank you for friends and cousins who taught us what joy feels like. Thank you for teachers and mentors who taught us what growth sounds like. Thank you for this church and this community, which taught us what home looks like. And as we remember the paralytic man's friends who offered help, teach us how to be helpers in the world. Teach us how to respond to the climate crisis. Teach us how to serve our neighbors. Teach us how to give to others without burning ourselves out. Teach us to love without abandon. Teach us how to carry the mat when the road is hard. Teach us how to ask for help and teach us how to be that help. And as we wait and as we grow and as we learn, we will continue to pray the prayer your son taught us to pray, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And let us not enter into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory We often ask ourselves, how can we help? What difference can we make? In most situations, the answer to that might not be easy. But today, there is one small way we can all help. Today, all single dollar bills that will be given to the offering will go to the organization La Posada Providencia. La Posada Providencia exists to care for immigrants in need. They provide food and shelter to some of the at most, most at-risk people in our world. So we invite you to give generously. 
trusting that part of our call as people of faith is to help others in need. May the ushers come forward. Let us pray. Holy God, you give us hands to serve and hearts to love, but we are easily discouraged, discouraged, for the work is hard. Forgive us for giving up easily and inspire us to be your church in the world. Take these gifts and use them for good. We need your help and we want to help. Thanks be to you, God. Amen. Friends, you may be seated. And at this point, I would like to invite forward the Coleman and the Dahlstrom family for the sacrament of baptism. Hi, you all. Hi. Welcome. Family of God, through the sacrament of baptism, God claims us and seals us as God's own forever. For we believe that Christ loves us first. It is God who first reaches out to us to claim us and to seal us as Christ's own. So in this moment, I invite you all to remember your own baptism. 
which is to say, remember God's claim on your life. On behalf of the session, I present Margaret Mitchell Coleman and Willem, William Cully Dahlstrom to be baptized. Liz and Stuart, Sally and Drew, we have some questions for you all. Do you desire that your child be baptized? If so, please say, I do. Leaning on the gracious mercy of God, do you trust that goodness is stronger than evil, that light is stronger than darkness, that love is stronger than hate, that life is stronger than death, and that Jesus Christ is strongest of all? If so, please say, I do. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, will you take the risk of faith every day, seeking to embody the expansive love of Jesus Christ in all you say and do? Will you? Do you promise to tell your children the stories of the Christian faith, to pray for them, and to remember for yourself and your child that they belong first, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> first and always to the love of God, which we know through Jesus Christ our Lord, do you? And church, do you as members of the Church of Jesus Christ promise to guide and nurture Mimi and Coley? with love and prayer through teaching and service, encouraging them to know and follow our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you? Friends, let us pray. This water is ordinary, O oh God. It came straight from the tap. But in this water, you make extraordinary promises to Mimi and Coley. In this water, you promise to claim them as your own, in this water, you promise to wrap them in your love. In this water, you seal each of them with a new identity, child of the covenant. And God, it's always been this way with you and water. You moved over the water of creation to bring forth new life. Out of the waters of the flood, you gave righteousness a new start. Through the waters of the Red Sea, you gave people freedom. And in the waters of the Jordan, Jesus was baptized. So spend your spirit over this water again, we pray. Surround Mimi and Coley now with your grace as they receive this visible sign and renew all of us with the gifts of new beginnings and deep belongings so that with these little ones we may go from here in joy as your beloved family. Amen. Parents, what would you like for her to be back? Margaret Mitchell, Margaret Mitchell Coleman, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You are loved and claimed by God forever. In what name can we baptize you? William Kelly Dahlstrom. Hey, buddy. William Coley Dahlstrom, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You are claimed and loved by God always. Friends, at this point, it is our tradition to introduce our newest members to you all. So I'm going to invite forward my colleague Matthew, and I would like to invite you all to stay seated and join us in song. Thank you. 
Friends, at this point, we have elders lighting candles for you all, and it is our tradition to give each baptism family a candle. Oh, yeah. You want to think of that? We give each family a candle, and we invite you all to light this candle on the anniversary of your child's baptism. Tell them how the water was a little bit cold. Tell them how the youth led worship and how it made you think that they grow up so fast. And tell them how on this day we celebrated that they are loved and claimed by God always. Margaret Mitchell Coleman and William Cully Dahlstrom are now received into the Holy Catholic Church. Through baptism, God has made them members of the household of faith to share with us in the priesthood of Christ. Friends, at this point, I invite you to stand and join us in our closing song. Family of Faith, 
As you go today, may you remember the story of the paralytic man. Know that you are enough. Trust that it's okay to ask for help. Seek the places where we can carry each other. Look for Jesus in every crowd. And then return, because it's not just you. We're in this together. Thanks be to God. Go in peace.